I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight, I want to tell you a story about one of the most famous archbishops of Canterbury and also one of the most controversial archbishops of Canterbury. This is the story of William Laud. Let us quiet our hearts before God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, We have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Hear these words of absolution. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 32, on page 306 of the prayer book. Blessed is the one whose unrighteousness is forgiven, and whose sin is covered. Blessed is the one to whom the Lord imputes no sin, and in whose spirit there is no guile. For while I held my tongue, my bones wasted away. I ceased not from groaning all the day long. For your hand was heavy upon me day and night, and I was dried up and withered as in the drought of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin unto you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my sins unto the Lord, and so you forgave the wickedness of my sin. For this reason shall all the godly make their prayers unto you at a time when you may be found. When the great floodwaters rise, they shall not reach them. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall encompass me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go, and I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse and mule, which have no understanding, 
whose mouths must be held with bit and bridle, or else they will not come near you. Great troubles remain for the ungodly, but mercy embraces those who trust in the Lord. Be glad, O you righteous, and rejoice in the Lord, and be joyful all who are true of heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It's important we learn to celebrate our heroes for their accomplishments, even when they are mixed with controversies. This is the story of William Laud. He was born in 1573, the son of a prominent London clothier, was trained at the prestigious Reading School and then at St. John's College, Oxford. And while he was studying, Laud discerned a call to ministry in the Church of England. He was particularly influenced by the great bishop of his day and scholar, Lancelot Andrews. In 1908, at the age of 35, William was ordained. And he would go on to serve a number of parishes throughout the county of Kent and East London. And like Bishop Andrews, William Laud believed it was essential for the Church of England to maintain continuity with the ancient church through apostolic order and traditional liturgy. Yet, Laud perhaps at times went too far in his zeal for returning the church to the ancient practices of the church. He was a fierce opponent to many of the aspects of what he saw as Protestantism that had crept into the prayer book. And so he was seeking to return the church in many ways to a pre-Reformation state. In 1611, William was appointed royal chaplain to King James I, and this marked the beginning of a lifelong partnership. King James appointed William as privy counselor in 1627 and then at the age of 55 as Bishop of London in 1628. Laud advocated everything from traditional liturgy to the use of vestments and even returning the celebration of feast days such as Christmas and Easter. If we could imagine, they were not celebrated at this time because they were seen as too Roman. Perhaps most influentially, Bishop Laud introduced altar rails into many of the churches in order to encourage kneeling when receiving Holy Communion. All this was happening in a season of great societal conflict. In the early 17th century, when all this was taking place, the Puritan ascendancy was taking place in Parliament. The Puritans believed the Church of England still was too medieval and needed further reformation so that it looked more like continental Protestantism. And so when King James appointed William Laud as Archbishop of Canterbury in 1633, Laud became public enemy number one to Parliament. He was a committed royalist, and because James I was so unpopular, when Oliver Cromwell convened the Long Parliament in 1640, Archbishop Laud was impeached for treason and sent to prison, and he was later beheaded on January the 10th, 1645. And all of this was key to the run-up to the English Civil War. Archbishop William Laud continues to be controversial even to this day. 
Because on the one hand, he's seen as someone who was a passionate believer in church reform. But on the other hand, he's seen as someone whose zeal ended up stoking the fires of social conflict rather than creating peace. Rather than being a voice for peace, Archbishop Laud contributed to the conflicts that led to the English Civil War. And so the life and witness of Archbishop William Laud, one of the most famous archbishops of Canterbury for good and for ill at times, I think should challenge all of us to consider our role in societal conflict. How do our convictions and actions contribute to civility or incivility? And what does it look like to fiercely hold our convictions while maintaining Christian charity? Laud's life and perhaps the excesses of his zeal remind me of the words of Micah chapter 6-8. You know, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. This is the story of William Laud the story of an ordinary saint that God empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let's confess what we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Collect for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, 
Give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A collect for aid against perils. Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. I want to conclude with colic number two on page 646. A prayer for the Universal Church. It's written by William Laud. And I love this prayer because for all his flaws and faults, Archbishop William Laud believed in and loved the church. Gracious Father, we pray for your holy Catholic church. Fill it with all truth, in all truth with all peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where it is an error, direct it. Where anything is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, strengthen and confirm it. Where it is want, provide for it. And where it is divided and rent asunder, make it whole again. For the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.